season's already started. So is that okay oh, with you? I, I, oh, did we do? <laughs> we did. All right. I'll put on my sexy voice. <laughs> you only save it for these occasions? Only the podcast. Yeah? yeah? How many podcasts have you done? Uh, This week, five. Are you serious? This is number five. Oh yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> do you Did you have, like, a throat transplant or something? Like, I'd imagine it might get so tiring. No, I mean, uh, lobotomy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I need one. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, you kind of start speaking in tongues. Or you think, you're like, oh, I already said that. I can't say that again. But, yeah. you know, yeah. it's it like that blends. socially. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, you tell a story and then you can't tell it again for a little while. Yeah. And then when you do tell it, you feel like a weirdo. Yeah. And like, you're just like, uh, I feel uncool. Your friends now. are like, we got, yeah. <laughs> and they start, like, mouthing the yeah. punchlines. Yeah. Well, hopefully, like Bad I said, luck. this will be different for you. I guess we should welcome everyone to episode, I think, 33 of Sidekick Back Radio. Oh, well, you're no newcomer to this. No, no. 33. Um, I will say, though, you are following my mother. She was my recent, most recent guest. Oh. So you have some big shoes to fill. Oh, Naomi. boy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, welcome, Naomi Grossman. Thanks so much for sitting down with me. <laughs> Thank you. In yes. your courtyard. Of all places. It's very nice <laughs> and lovely out here. It's kind of romantic, right? With the It is. Crickets. If only this candle was lit. Oh. <laughs> oh, well. Um, but yes, uh, Naomi, you are one of the stars of American Horror Story Freak Show. Mm-hmm. And um, while that clearly is the thing that you've been talking about the most <laughs> for the last you know few years of your life we're gonna we're gonna change it up a little bit oh hopefully for i can't you. wait and i would love to begin at the beginning which oh. is where are you from originally well <laughs> i was born on the coldest day of the year uh in denver colorado Yes. The Volkswagen bus almost didn't start, <laughs> um, uh, uh, but it alas, uh, they made it happen. I I, th- I think I was like a week late, but even then, I was like uh, four pounds nine ounces. I'm taking you through every detail. Really? Okay. <laughs> well, then. Um, uh, uh, so you're from Denver. Okay, Denver. Yes, yeah. Denver. Okay. And um, cut to you. You lived there for all of your you uh, know, kind of young adults. Much of it. Adult. My dad was an architect growing up, so cool. um, we had a Taos house. Uh, that is a, a house in Taos, New Mexico, that we would go to kind of um, for long weekends. Nice. Uh, so um, that's where uh, my folks moved eventually when I left the nest. I was an exchange student <laughs> in um, high school. And so I, I left home early and so did they. They followed me um, or, <laughs> well, something like that. They went on to Taos. And, uh, and then after my time in Argentina, I went on to college at Whoa. Northwestern. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, what? So I thought you didn't want to linger. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you. So you I spent were in... a lot of time on our my birth. <laughs> I think it was almost in real time. Maybe, maybe. Um, so wait, you you when you said you were an exchange student, you yes. meant in Argentina. Yeah, gotcha. And so that's where the Spanish comes from, because I noticed exactly in your career you were a translator. Yes, I've and... done. I mean, I've done every odd job. Like <laughs> I have modeled nude at art classes <laughs> i have driven the red bull truck i have um danced for money at bar mitzvahs yeah i have worn the m&m suit in the rose bowl parade <laughs> i have i mean is there a job i haven't done i don't think so yeah i was um of course i've waited tables like everywhere um <clears throat> And uh, I've taught Spanish uh, at the Playboy Mansion. Wow. Among other places. Jeez. You know, the bunnies <laughs> need to hablar español también. Yeah. They, so. It, Playboy is an international brand. Makes international. Sense. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's true. I've also translated. I was, um, I was, uh, I was on a sci-fi show called uh, Destination Truth. Uh-huh. Um, which it's really funny. I do the Comic-Con circuit now, and those nerds, they are so loyal. <laughs> I mean, you know, obviously I'm, like watched that, every I'm most known for American Horror Story, but some of them even know me from that, which is just sad. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay, so if we back up a little bit to high school, because right. I love talking about high school, because it's such a weird time. I don't, but I will love <laughs> well, it for you. 
Well, <laughs> it's a rough time, right? But I'm yeah. curious though, because mm-hmm. there's some some something to be learned mm. from that experience of like it was so rough because we're like discovering ourselves, uh, who we are, and like who we're going to be all at the same time. It's really frustrating. Yeah. So I'm curious what it was like for you. I mean, were you a part of the performing arts program? Yes, I was. I was a super overachiever. Like if you ever watched that movie Election. Uh, yeah. Starring Reese Witherspoon, Reese Witherspoon I was Tracy Flick. <laughs> like, I was the, the star of every club. Okay. Like, even clubs that I didn't care about, I just wanted to have the credit by my name in the yearbook. Uh-huh. You know? So, um, I was, like, the star of everything, and yet miserable. Like, I just, I wanted out of there so badly. Because um, it was too small? Um, I don't know. Like, I think I... Uh, <clears throat> I put so much pressure on myself, and it's interesting. Like, you'd think it would be, like, my parents, but I really don't think they cared. I mean, my parents definitely wanted me to, you know, get good grades and go to a good school and, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, For college, you mean? Like, yeah, 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 of course. But um, I was the one who ultimately, I, you know, had I gotten a B, which I never did, <laughs> but I don't think anything would have happened. You're probably too young to know John Hughes' movie, um, Breakfast Club. I'm not too young to know that. Of course well, I know it. Well, I don't know. <laughs> you seem like you're in high school yourself. Oh, thank you. It, it's very welcome. sweet of you. I'll tell you my real age after. Okay. I'm, I'm tw- almost 26. Wow. You're 26 to play 16. Well, thank you. Yeah. It's because I'm clean shaven for once in the month. Oh. Yeah. Once, when I grow it out, it. I look like I'm sure I'm you look like a super hipster. <laughs> An old hipster. More like a terrorist. Oh. <laughs> um, anyway, I digress. Yeah. So, yes, breakfast club. So, uh, but I, no, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, high school, I just, um, you know what? I, I'm nervous about saying too much because okay. <laughs> I don't think that place has actually changed that much because I went mm-hmm. back for my high school reunion. Let's just say I'm not 26. Uh, and um, even when I'm clean shaven, I, yeah. Uh, I, um, yeah. And when I went back, I was like, yeah, this is why I. You left. I left. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's a great thing. It's like something that just propels you into what obviously is an incredible future. You know? Right. I mean, I'm not going to lie. My reunion was. Uh, worth every penny um, in terms to of get there. Uh, oh, you know. Just like reaffirming right. how far you've come. Well, um, for example, um, well, again, my high school, I don't know if it makes them, <laughs> I think it just makes them lazy. They didn't actually like rent out the place just for them. Uh-huh. Like we actually was like, we, we, we went to this sports gar- bar where we were actually sharing the space with, like, just random Bronco fans that happened to be there. <laughs> and it wasn't even an important game. Uh-huh. It was, like, you know, some pre-whatever. <laughs> and so, you know, everybody's, like, glued to the television sets. Except for me, you know, because I've, like, flown in specials. And I'm yeah. kind of wandering around, like, bumping into people. Hi. I'm, you know, and you, you have to invariably introduce yourself because yeah. no one looks the same. Everyone's fat and bald. And there's that moment of just, like, do I remember? remember? Don't I remember? Yeah, and the fact is I didn't remember most people because most people didn't even go to my high school. Most of them were just random Bronco fans that went to this (laughs) sports bar to watch the Broncos play. So it's like, hey, it's Naomi, and they're like, cool. Yeah, no, but actually what's really, what is cool is that um, one of these random Bronco fans happened to recognize me and asked, like, the super, you know, popular girls in school to take – uh, like a picture wow. of the two of us. So that was one of those things where I was just like, oh my God, my 15 year old self, like, <laughs> thanks you. Tell 15 year old Naomi. Yeah. Tell her it's all going to be okay. It's going to be okay. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those girls were just as, like, pissed off as <laughs> I would have ever dreamt. That's awesome. nice. A little sweet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. John yeah. Hughes style. It was. If John- I didn't even have to lie about um, d- uh, inventing post its. Um, one of my favorite questions to ask. Oh, tell me. A little sense memory exercise. Oh. If you go back in time and you look in your CD player in high school, <laughs> what CD is in there? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, 
All right. Well, it's an eclectic mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, it depends on what year of high school because I evolved okay. quite a bit. Start freshman year. Okay. How many disc changes are there in this disc? Only disc one. It's a, oh, oh, there's it's only one? Walkman. It's an old Walkman single disc. I'm not that, that old. In my mind. <laughs> that's what I'm used to. In, in my mind, I am. That's in your what, mind, I am. No, in my mind, that's what I see is the, is the Okay, I got you, but... What if it's like a? What's the first one that comes to mind? Well, I was gonna say, what if it's like a uh, a mixtape going real old okay. school with like a couple different songs? So what's what are the first three tracks on that mixtape? Um, so I would say like Millie Vanilli. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I really liked them, yeah. and even the, when they were like discovered, I was was like, oh. <laughs> Maybe a little bitter. Hmm. Um, uh, uh, in the meantime, God, that makes me sound really old. It's a tape, no. though. It's a tape. It's not you a. Just, uh, you appreciate the classic. Yeah, that's right. Right. No, but you know what? Here's the deal. Okay. Uh, my parents were like uber cultured. Oh. And rock and roll, or pop, or. You know, whatever was, like, popular at the time, like, was not listened to in my house. Ah. And hence the mixtape. Like, I probably wouldn't be allowed my very own Millie Vanilli CD. Like, I had to, like, steal that off Casey Kasem's (laughs) top, you know what I mean? Like, sneak it on the down low. Yeah. so, you know, we were listening to, you know, Prokofiev and Berlioz and Tchaikovsky and Liszt and Bach and Rachmaninoff. Talk, talk about old school. Yeah. Right? That's real old <laughs> we're taking it way back <laughs> <laughs> to the 1700s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we go so, to party like it's 1742. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. No, I mean, like, I missed out on my very first date because we had to go to the symphony. Wow. Yeah. Like, I didn't get to go see Wayne's World with the rest of the kids. I had to watch it. Later. So you had a date, set, a group date set up to go no, see No, it wasn't World? even a group. Like, Jay Miller asked me out. And I was like, oh, like, I've been waiting my whole life for this. And Jay I mean, Miller, if you're listening to this, <laughs> very sorry. <laughs> um, oh, my God, he could. That's what's so crazy now, right? Yeah, totally. Uh, no, yeah, he um, would have, could have, should have. But, um, no, my dad, like, this is what kind of house we came from. Like, my parents, my dad would play Name That Composer over the airwaves with the classical music DJs. Uh Like, he had, like, KVOD, you know, 99.5, whatever, classical station, like, programmed in his phone. And, like, just like most people have, like, fire and cops, like, we had... You know, this the station. The station yeah. And we would win tickets like on a weekly basis. Like Wait. we didn't we weren't even subscribers. We just win. What? And literally the DJ would be, would be like, Oh, right again, Mr. Grossman. Like they knew, <laughs> they knew who we were. And sure enough, we went every week. Nice. And it was nice. And so yeah. as a result, I have, you know, all these uh, c- classical music composers off the tr- tip of my tongue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it meant that I had to rebel in really ridiculous ways. <laughs> With Millie Vanilli. With Millie Vanilli. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, anyone else would be too proud to be yeah. able to. But, like, th- I was grasping for dear life onto as much, you know, crappy pop as I could <laughs> possi- possibly get. Because yeah. there wasn't a lot of it. Do you still listen to classical? Like, are um, you still... Yes and no. Um, okay. My my um, music tastes have definitely evolved. Not evolved. They've evolved from Millie Vanilli. They've grown. They've well, expanded. I was going to say that's why now we're still on a mixtape, you recall. Yes. Obviously, in my time in Argentina, I really, like my, like I said, horizons expanded. Yeah. And I, now I've added some Argentine. tango to yes. my repertoire <laughs> as well as, you know, some like, uh, you know, Latin music and mm-hmm. um, some of their national rock and roll. And I, you know, I just love to dance. Oh. I know that sounds so, <laughs> I love to dance. That was so sweet. No, but <laughs> I do. I really love to dance. And um, so anything that kind of has a beat, has like, a beat. Yeah. Yeah. That's in my, in my CD player. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Way to bring it around. Thank you. Nice. Um, so when you went to Argentina, what year of, 
Was that that was still oh, in high school? Yes, yeah? that was uh, not, nine... not 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 year year like that. Like year oh. in high school. Sorry. I, yes, that was my to, senior year. I didn't want you to have to date yourself. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, um, so senior year of high school, you're in year. Argentina. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like 17, 18. Right. You're getting this completely different life. Yes. You know, like culture up the wazoo. Yes. There's hats. It's just un-American. Sexy soccer players <laughs> out everywhere. And yeah. No drinking age and <laughs> red meat. Um, and it's a good place to come of age. Yeah. And were you there for a full year? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're finishing high school yeah. in a completely different environment. What was that And there's like? no Facebook. Yeah. And no email. <laughs> and no nothing. Like no Skype. No. I mean, we would talk maybe on the phone home once a month. But even then, it was so expensive. You were yeah. so freaked out because you were like, oh, my God, we can't afford it. like, hi, I'm alive. Gotta uh, go. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would write, like, actual long letters home. Aww. And um, and actually, I, I applied for college from Argentina. I remember, like, I faxed in my essay to Northwestern University, which is where I went. And uh-huh. I remember my parents were like, are you sure it went through? You know what I mean? They, they'd been such like hands-on kind of helicopter parents my yeah. whole, whole growing up. And then all of a sudden they were like, had no control. Yeah. I was like, I think so. <laughs> well, obviously you went through. I, it got through. So you went yeah. to Northwestern yes. after that. Mm-hmm. And the School of Theater? Yes. Is it the, is it school, the school of Speech? Right. Theater I remember because I applied. You did. Didn't, didn't get Aww. in. Yeah, Did they get your application? Bummer. Maybe the fax didn't go through. You know, I faxed it from Uruguay, so... You did? <laughs> yeah. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. Are you kidding me? You could totally be Uruguayo. Did yeah. you know that? Yeah. I'm very ethnically ambiguous. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Most people don't like to be ambiguous. No, I do. I love... No, but it's good. Yeah. Well, you can do terrorist. Did that. Uh, and you can do... <laughs> Uruguayan, Uruguayan soccer player. Oh, soccer hipster. Player. Right, right. Yeah. We talked about that. I'm really, got my fingers crossed for the Lionel Messi <gasps> biopic. Oh, really my God. Holding on for that because I'm his height. Too. And yeah, I was going to say he's, he's, he's a small dude. short. Yeah. He's adorable. <laughs> Have you met him? Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No. But I mean, I mean, yeah. Do you or do you feel nationalistically tied to Argentina? I do. Yeah. It's imagine. interesting. You know, I think. Um, it's interesting. Like, I do. I, I claim. When people are like, where are you from? Like, that's. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Argentinian. What's your last name? Grossman. 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 <laughs> well, no, there's a lot of Jews in Argentina. Yeah? Uh-huh. There's even ask. a teach. There's You're... a class they teach at Northwestern, uh, Jewish gauchos in Argentina. Yeah. Well, it it wasn't exactly required, um, you know, studies for uh-huh. us theater majors, but... Um, well, no, I was a theater major and I ended as a Jewish studies minor. Oh, my goodness. Just because I started di- diving into Jewish thought and literature. And, and I was I a Israel. Hispanic studies minor. Look at that. We have a lot in common. We really do. Oh. Um, have you been to Israel? I have not. <gasps> do you claim Israel the way I claim Argentina? Uh, mm, no. I did live there for a year, though. Okay. Um, but and... don't you think that your ethnicity yeah is more about where like you what you feel. love like what's in your heart yes yeah. as opposed to like like yeah. honestly I'm, if i go back my you know grandparents i don't even know like they're it's very true they're yeah. just sort of euro mutts <laughs> and i'm yeah. not connected to that at all like right. i think my great i think my grandmother was like norwegian like i don't speak a word in norwegian like i i've no ties whereas like argentina it's like i i I, I, I feel as home at home there, way more at home there than I do in Denver, Colorado. I'm sorry. I just said no. it. Oh. I already told you that. Take that, Denver. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, that reunion sucked. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, try- I'm still trying no, to. No, I get it. Get and I mean, that. you know, Israel has a very special place in my heart. I wouldn't mm-hmm. go so far as to say I'm Israeli. You know what I right. mean? But like, you know, I do have that, a very strong bond with that place. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. but, so I get it. Yeah. Okay, so you go to Northwestern, yes. you study theater there. Yes. And you get the theatrical education, one of mm-hmm. the best in the country. Mm-hmm. And then do you stick around in Chicago? Not at all. <laughs> I did the four years, uh, and as soon as I could escape the winter, I did. <laughs> I think, yeah, I left, like, 
the week of graduation. Mm-hmm. And I went back to South America to sow my oats. Uh, I, um, I mean, sow did, my oats. You, I'd been sewing. Was them. there a gaucho there waiting for you? Is there were a few. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I wasn't done with it. Like, I really. I get that. I, oh. I, I was one of those, like, annoying freshman in college that was like, but in Argentina, like, <laughs> I started every sentence like that. And so I needed to get over that. Gotcha. And I did. So I went. So you go back. I, I went back and I, I did kind of a, it was like your typical, like, backpacking through the Andes sort of <laughs> whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, I really kind of, like, part of me was like, I could stay here, but I also, you know what? You got to watch the solo show because I do a whole one woman show about this. That's very perfect because I really wanted to talk to you about okay, your one person show. Well, there's a character so, in it. So, uh, well, when by you the say name, you should watch it, what do you, well, it's is because. It available? Oh, actually, yeah, I could give you one. Um, <laughs> it's called Girl in Argentine Landscape. Right. And it's based on this year of my life. Yeah, yeah. But, um,. I talk about, like, at the very end uh, of my time there, like, I really just wasn't through with it. Like, I wanted to stay. Yeah. Um, and spoiler alert, my um, host mother, Perla, gave me a pearl of wisdom, uh, you know, that you have to do what you love, not just live in a place you like. Because, you know, let's face it, like, the soccer players <laughs> and the barbecue and the, you know, no drinking age was going to get old. Yeah. Right. Or if anything, I was going to like pass the drinking age and it was, (laughs) I was going to be of age, you know? (laughs) So anyway, it just, uh, it became obvious that, you know, uh, I needed to go home. So I did. And I came, I know I actually came here to LA. Um, I mean, listen, I, I've known what I wanted to be since I was a fetus. So, this was just happened to be like a temporary little detour yeah. south, but uh, <laughs> you no. just shot a little too far south. <laughs> yeah. And then so you gotta- <laughs> yeah. No, but you know, I think the idea is from Northwestern. Most all of my colleagues went on to New York because mm-hmm. that's just sort of where yeah. Northwestern kids go. We're, we're sort of steered right, to right. theater. Yeah. Um, but I had a boyfriend in college who was a radio television film major and they were steered west to ah. LA. So I decided to follow the, the, boyfriend, the boyfriend. The uh, My RA, no less. <gasps> I know. That's scandalous. I, I know, right? <laughs> Gauchos have nothing on my RA. No, but um, so uh, I moved here. To, I followed him here. Um, was he He was all? a PA on Friends, oh. which was the hit show at the time. <laughs> was he at all intimidated by like, oh my God, you've been with these Argentinian men and I'm just a... No, I mean, he was benefiting. He was learning from the best. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know, maybe. Um, <laughs> he did break up with me as soon as I got here, so perhaps. Oh. I, I know. But you know what? He did me a favor. I guess, yeah. No, truly. True. I At sense. the time, I sure didn't think so yeah. um because let's Who face does? it whoever thinks no you know what thank you for thank the lesson you. one door open <laughs> one door closes the other open no but you know i didn't um i didn't have any friends or a place to live or a job or a boyfriend mm. i didn't have anything and um yeah so that was kind of rough but like i said as a result i had to find friends and had to find a place to live how to find you know what i mean yeah. like all these things i might have sort Trial of by fire. mooched off of him yeah yeah, so it was fine. Nice. Yeah, replaced so, him several times over. I imagine he didn't pull strings for you on the Friends gig. <laughs> no. I mean, he was getting coffee. <laughs> he was a gopher? He got me some coffee, but it was he would have done Perk? that anyway. Was it Central Perk coffee? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> okay, so you moved to LA and you just start start the, yeah, the, the slugging away, the, the marathon. Slugging. And um, yeah, LA's kind of a funny place as you probably know yeah I, I am from here. i was gonna say i don't follow your news feed no no <laughs> i don't know no, yeah i am from here okay and it's a weird place to me in in that way like growing up here and yeah. being surrounded by all this stuff as a kid right and then as an adult you know i left i went to santa barbara for college and then israel for a, a gaucho yes ah! yes i love it <laughs> um and then came back here so coming back as an adult we've had comparable journeys we have 
Kindred spirits. Mm. Um, <laughs> what were you gonna say? Kindred spirits. Right. Oh, oh, but LA is kind of a funny place. Oh, it is socially. a very funny place, as yeah. I know. Yes, as an actor and yeah. like starting out, it is super weird. Yeah. Um. I mean, I found that you know, like in Chicago at school. My kitchen was sort of like the Central Perk. Like, it was just the spot where people would be. Yeah. So I always had a social, you know, I had friends at all times. Whereas yeah. here, I kind of had to find them. And they were generally at least a half hour to an hour away, depending on traffic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, it, and it's, it, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, it was kind of rough. Mm-hmm. Uh socially I think and uh, and it even still is like now I'm so involved like my career is sort of taken over yeah, in a great way you've kind of you've, that, you've surpassed that hurdle that everybody well, yeah. is like so, I don't like, notice that I haven't now. seen my friends in six months <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean that's one of the things that no one will tell you though. When you start this out, is like when you become successful, you won't have a social right. life anymore. But that's okay. Which I've heard, yeah, comes with the territory. Yeah, but you get to make new friends every day. Like it's true. Here we are. Yeah, and I will probably that's never true. see you again because that's you're never... not true. <laughs> no, maybe Golden Globes next year. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, so. You're in L.A. and uh-huh. you're starting the slug and you're just doing commercials. Slug is a perfect word for it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it was rough. I was like, I don't know. Is Backstage West still a thing? Kind of. Like I, I would... started on Backstage. It's not as popular anymore. Okay. It's It's like totally overshadowed by Actors Access. And... Oh, right. Oh, right. Because now we have computers. Like back yeah. in the day. We'd climb both hills, uphill, both ways. No, you ways. would check the you would check the trades, right? right? I mean, I yep. would actually go to the newsstand. I would buy it. Yeah, I would um, send in the actual snail mail <laughs> a paper headshot and resume that yep. costs money. Yep. And you know, every day I would go and I'd send off, you know, into yep. the who knows where. Yeah, I think nowhere. I think there's like a black hole somewhere with all uh, hundreds Just of my headshots and resumes because they I swear I I don't I never I I, I got nothing <laughs> I got nothing yeah and I mean I did have like a handful of you know agents mm-hmm. but they were you know these ramshackle jokers in out of the garage in Pacoima I mean it was just <laughs> pathetic yeah um and I went through periods of like, okay, I'm going to just sign with this guy. And then being like, ah, <laughs> that was awful. Like yeah. I worked way too hard on myself to associate myself with some, you know, joker. I'm curious. Was there this like thing coming out of Northwestern? Was it just like, I went to Northwestern. This is going to be so Well, easy. that's the problem. You know yeah, I, mean? I do. I believe I think I, mean, I, know, I had a certain entitlement. Yeah. I know people from Yale who are just graduating who are the same kind of thing they like Ugh, come from Yale and they're just like toxic right they're like but, but, but I went to Yale I exactly no I was ready for my close up and especially <laughs> when you look at people like Zoe Deschanel for yeah. example who was only a few years behind me at Northwestern and yeah she it's, it seems like she just got here snapped her fingers and had a sitcom mm-hmm. um, and there's a there's a few folks that are like that out of there yeah and I wasn't one of them Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, Zach Braff, um, you know, got scrubs, like, a couple, like, couple years, like, two years. He wasn't even a theater major. <laughs> and I remember that irked me so much. Like, I was like, you're not even supposed to do this. Right? Isn't that the most frustrating thing? It's when so you ridiculous. see people are getting successful. Yes. And, like, you're just like, hey, you And, like, hey. Seth Meyers. Seth Meyers was a year ahead of me. And, I mean, he's so – well, not that Zach isn't phenomenally talented as well. Yeah. As well but, you know, Seth was, like – doing comedy in Amsterdam. Like, I was like, Amsterdam, you know? <laughs> well, so I've talked about this with a few of my guests before, but uh-huh. this idea that it's not about talent and it's 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 just this combination of being in the right place at the right time and having the right preparation and yeah. knowing the right people, but, like, who you know is entirely up to you. For instance, you and me talking right now is just, like, I there's something else at play and it's about yeah. being a good person and open. And not that you're not a good person, but, like, is that why it took me so long no (laughs) see this is what i'm this is kind of the origin of the podcast is i'm trying to figure out 
we're all we're like what we're all trying to do. Well, I have a theory. Yes, totally. Um, I mean, let's. What are they? It's just so cheesy, Mm -hmm. but you know, what do they say? Uh, Luck is when preparedness meets opportunity. I said that two episodes ago. Oh, (laughs) totally. All right. So yeah. So (laughs) I was very prepared. Yeah. Right. I mean, obviously, I did my preparation like growing up mm-hmm. in Denver I did all sorts of you know theater and what little there was to be done in film and television there um then I got trained for rails mm-hmm. at NU um and then came out here and uh yeah I mean I was just sort of th- it was like yeah I-, I didn't have a way I I was just sort of it was like Jackson Pollock style, <laughs> you know. I was just sort yeah. of throwing paint at the canvas, hoping that something would stick, yeah. and nothing really did. Um, just because it was sort of a haphazard strategy, mm-hmm. um, uh, and no one knew me. It, like you said, you you don't you do that is important. Yeah. Um, but what I learned, and and this is part of what my you know kind of theory is that. I realized, like, as, to and from the post office, that uh, I wanted to act, but I wasn't acting. Right. I was just going to the post office. And that's that's part of my theory is that, like, being an actor, you spend the least amount of your time acting. I know. It's, like, such a small percentage of what you actually and, do. And you got to change that. If you're trying to be an actor, mm-hmm. like, you need to act. Mm-hmm. And, and fortunately, especially now, there's – so many vehicles for us, right? right? I mean, there's YouTube, there's, uh, you know, just theater. Just there, I mean, even like yeah. it's easy to create a Here's website. Here's a podcast, yeah. right? I mean, even doing this, you're getting great practice at public speaking yeah. or improvisation, or right? Yeah. So, I mean. But I'm also meeting amazing people. There you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as am I. But um, anyway, I, I just think. I sort of had this realization, um, you know, to and from Alfred Street PO, <laughs> that I, um, if I wanted to act, I needed to act. And so that was going to, nobody was knocking on my door offering me roles. Okay. Uh, even though I was, you know, making myself very available <laughs> through the mail. Um, but so are thousands of others. So are thousands of others. So- so why me, right? Well, where was the where did the shift happen for well, you? Well, and it's kind, but it's kind of like chicken or the egg. Like, yeah, totally. why are they going to give this role to like role to me if I don't even have anything on my resume? To yeah, totally. show, You know what I mean? So, but I can't get anything on my resume if they won't give me the role. Like, Absolutely. So I was just screwed. Yeah. Uh, so what happened is I started writing. I realized I need. I was going to have to write my own material, and I did. I wrote um, first. I wrote like what I thought was a one woman show but it was really a it was really a sketch show in which I played all the good roles <laughs> like it was kind of like a Carol Burnett show okay if you remember yeah, like yeah. she was always the great parts and then there's these sort of like Carol and friends yeah and I had a bunch of friends <laughs> um but basically this was way back when I was still like going to the theater mm-hmm. right because you know you remember where I came from like I was a theater major yeah, totally. and you know grew up going to see classical right yes so you went old school (laughs) right (laughs) so um there was a play happening in hollywood and it was uh happened to be written by my favorite playwright who has a favorite playwright uh carol churchill i do you do yeah who is it oh my favorite playwright yeah bridget carpenter okay wow are you aware again we have something in common really that we have favorite playwrights. Oh. People are like, oh, playwright? What, what well, is I feel that? like we went, both went to theater school. That's so. true. So Carol Churchill, was it Cloud Nine? Mm-hmm. Yes. I love. Oh, my God. I just lied. Carol Churchill is one of my favorite. Uh, uh, yes, Cloud Nine. But Joan Ackerman was actually this particular playwright. Okay. Now my story is blown. Okay. Basically, so I had this favorite um, playwright. Playwright. Joan Ackerman, uh-huh. who uh, had a play happening in Hollywood, and I went. And um, the show was fantastic. And during the uh, intermission, I was just sort of sitting around, you know, waiting for the second half. And some guy started chatting me up because I was cute in my day. And <laughs> um, 
And he was like, you know, so who are you here to see? Because, you know, nobody goes to, uh, like, theater in Los Angeles unless they have to, right? <laughs> it's always, you're always taking one for the team. Right. So I was like, oh, like, no one. I just really like the playwright. And as it turns out, the director of the play happened to, like, overhear me in the uh, waiting room and was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry. Time out. I have to introduce myself. You came to, like, see a playwright's work? Like, who are you? Where did you come from? Like, <laughs> you're, like, a real theater person. I was yeah. like, yeah, I know. There's, like, two of us. You yeah. and me. But anyway, <laughs> so uh, we um, we struck up a conversation, and then I had the second act to sort of obsess over him because he'd also done great work with this play. Mm -hmm. And um, so at the end of the play, I basically got up the, the balls to ask him if he might consider directing me in this one-woman show. Nice. Well, he uh, agreed to at least give it a read. And, um, and actually, as it turns out, he gave me sort of uh, kind of a... Um, Good and bad news. Uh, the good news is he really liked my stuff. Or rather, he thought I was, had um, – I was – whatever. I was a good writer. <laughs> he just didn't want to work on that. Gotcha. He wanted to work on an actual solo show. Okay. Right? So he was like, if you would be willing to abandon your writing, like <laughs> not do this, yeah. like do something else, then yes, I'd be happy to work with you. And so I – I really kind of just had to take a leap of faith at that point and, you know, decide. Yeah. Do I want to work with this guy or work on this material? And fortunately, yeah. I chose right. I chose to work with him. I abandoned You the, abandoned your material. I abandoned wow. my material. And uh, we got together and we uh, had a uh, – it was not a podcast. It was not recorded. But it was a similar <laughs> sort of conversation about – me and yeah. you know what I'd like to write about and of course I knew what I wanted to write about I'd already written about it yeah but he said no 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 no, no. I gotta tell you he said this Argentina story this is interesting like I wouldn't know that about you yeah so he's like let's hear more of that so basically I would go home and I'd write about Argentina and then I'd bring it back and he'd read and um he never actually took pen to paper but he would he edited in a way you know uh told me what was fun what was interesting what nobody cared about so um together we sort of uh you know uh wrote this show uh, and it turned into um um LA Weekly's Pick of the Week. I was nominated for LA Weekly Theater Award for it. Wow. Um, it uh, had an awesome run here in LA. I later took it actually on to New York. Yeah. Um, it was like it was a it was a thing. Uh, but more importantly, uh, it ignited my fire. So I was no longer just like going to and from the post office, I was taking, like, control of my career. Yeah. And, you know, Hollywood was still not quite calling, but it didn't matter. Yeah, you didn't care. Because I was fulfilled as an actress. Totally. Right? And um, and from there, I, and really from that moment on, I never stopped creating. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I changed my uh, vehicles. Uh, you know, I... Uh, after that first solo show, then I, I went on to the Groundlings and I was there for quite a while. I was in the Sunday company and mm -hmm. I, you know, that's where I really kind of, um, finessed the three minute sketch. <laughs> uh, and I, you know, coming out of there, I had like an entire like walk-in closet full of, you know, three minute sketches, which I then, you know, committed to YouTube. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and then... You know, I went back to the solo show genre because I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I I I realized like I was doing the three minute um, uh, medium um, out of need because that's what Groundlings does. Yeah. But um, technically, I kind of like a much longer form format. Mm -hmm. So uh, I actually. Uh, after Growlings, I actually went back and wrote another, a second solo show, which once again, I was like, you know, nobody's listening. Like, <laughs> Hollywood still doesn't care. But, like, I do, yeah. you know, and and Scotland did, 
I did it in Edinburgh, Edinburgh at, at the Fringe Festival. Nice. Uh, London did. I did it. I was transferred wow. then to London's West End. I did it, you know, in New York. And like, so, like I said, Hollywood was very late to the game. Like, they did <laughs> not terms get of the, the memo. Grossman yeah, show. they did not get it. Better late than never. For a really though, right? long time. But yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and <clears throat> like I said, I. I stopped worrying about like when am I gonna get a break? Yeah. Like when am you know? Uh, I like making it quote unquote was no longer part of it, yeah. part of my vernacular because like you changed. I made it. it. Yeah, or you, in you my went, it was in a very small, you know. Yeah, uh, it went pool. from making it to just doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I, I was. I was it. making it. it. In, yeah. in in the very small pond. And yes, of course, my sights were still yeah. set on, you know, Hollywood and large commercial mainstream success, mm-hmm. sure. But so long as I was, like, acting, you know, so long as I was, like, feeding my artist self, I yeah. think I was, you know, I was happy. Great. So, like I said, so, you know, moving home to Denver and, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah. Becoming a realtor was just never, it was not ever even an option. Yeah. So, at what point you're doing these one-person shows mm-hmm. and then Hollywood does show up in this, I've I've read it in a previous interview, it was just like any other audition you've gotten mm-hmm. uh, for American Horror Story mm-hmm. and it was for Asylum. Right. And, I mean... Uh, that it just happened like an audition and you booked it and you know one thing snowballed into another right and yeah no that's totally true it it seems like i feel like people want it to be this like oh she was discovered and like oh they saw her and they were just like it's pepper (laughs) but but which is absurd because you would never look at me and I know, totally. I mean, I don't look like that, <laughs> thankfully. Um, no, I mean, it really is a testament to the casting. Yeah. Because they they knew they needed someone petite, mm-hmm. which I am. They knew they needed someone like a character actor, which I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but past that, I mean, it's all their own imagination. Yeah. You know, but yes, I put it out there, right, in the zeitgeist that (laughs) that's what I did yeah that I could totally transform Mm -hmm. um I mean they had to know even though my resume I mean I had nothing on my resume as far as you know co-stars and yeah you know again I put it out there that I did like I could do extreme characters they would not have known that about me had I not done it already you know what I mean totally in my own terms, like on YouTube or on stage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, okay, when you when you booked Asylum, did you know how many episodes it was at the time? No. I think when they asked to shave my head, that's when I inquired. Because, <laughs> <laughs> right. you know, let's face it, like, I'm not going to buzz my head for a walk-on. Right, right. Totally. Right? Um... But, yeah, I mean, I think they guaranteed me, like, three to five episodes. It turned into, well, shoot, with Freak, Freak Show, show yeah. it, it turned into much more. And so I know that you didn't know that was coming. <coughs> Not but, at all. I don't think anyone did. Right. Um, but in looking back, would you attribute it to anything? Because, you know, people people probably would love the secret sauce as to how to turn a, you know, co-star recurring into a series regular in the next season. You know what I mean? Um, and I mean... Oh, uh, that's one of those... Ma- I don't think you can... Right. It's like, I'm sure... No. Everybody wants it, but it's just... It happens. It's like... <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's... It's just... That's that's the magic. And the thing is, it's kind of like in... Well, doing theater. You don't know if something's going to work. Or doing improv, probably even more specifically. Yeah. Like you gotta just go out there and you just do it, and if it, you know, and sometimes magic happens, and sometimes shit happens, and <laughs> um, you know, but we can't necessarily like the audience decides at the end of the day mm-hmm. if it's magical or not. Yeah, and I think you know I couldn't go into my, you know, 
three guaranteed episodes going, this is going to turn, you know what? People are going <laughs> to tattoo this on their limbs. <laughs> yeah, you know what? There's going to be Pepper for President posters up right around election time, you know? Yeah, you, you can't ever anticipate that. Totally. So, um, you know, you just go in and you do your job. And yeah, I, I like I said, ex- hoping for the Funko Pop figures and Halloween masks, it's just the wrong way to go about things. Right. You got to think about telling the story, yeah. right? Because that's what they hired me to do. Right. And speaking of which, mm. in watching the footage of your work, I noticed just this huge range of styles that you're having to go through in this, mm. in this part. Um, yeah. And one thing in particular is that I, I come from, so I went to, I mentioned I went to UCSB um, theater, but when I came to LA, I joined a film acting class, which essentially undid everything I learned in terms of playing for camera mm. and being still, um, you know, working within a much smaller frame. And so you coming from Northwestern, and then I was watching, you know, this one shot of you're in a scene with James Cromwell and it's Dutch, and you're not moving mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Are these things that you learned along the way, or, like, did you guys talk about it on set? Like, uh, <laughs> do you even I remember? Mean, no, I do, I do, I do. Uh, because being still is not something that comes naturally to me at all. Right. And it probably comes from my, like, millions of years of training in theater and always having to like perform for the back row right. and you know coming yeah. from sketch where the bigger the better you know <laughs> um uh but you know uh, i've watched enough television to know that that was not going to read especially mm-hmm. You know, you have to know the tone of whatever whatever it is that you're doing and yeah. you know let's face it i was able to kind of go there like as big as I want to be, you know, let my freak flag fly as the early pepper. Yeah. Right. Especially because with all those prosthetics, I almost had to like, I don't want to say overact, but had I not been wearing all those prosthetics, you probably wouldn't like, I had to emote through the makeup. I mean, if anything, I knew what I'd done for early pepper. Mm -hmm. I'd done like this, caricature schlitzy sort of Uh, schlitzy is of course the uh character from the 1930s who uh pepper was modeled after Mm -hmm. star of the movie freaks so i was basically impersonating this little person from the from the 30s uh and i knew that if i really wanted to communicate the uh her evolution or shall i say alien abduction you know if i wanted to if I wanted to really mark the contrast between those two peppers, then I was going to have to be super still. Right? Right. Not just because it's TV yeah. and <laughs> we're not performing for the back row, yeah. but because I'd already done that. Yeah. I'd been big early and now it was time to do a 180. Gotcha. Nice. So, yeah. Um, I mean, but I do remember... You know, I had a quite a while to prepare for early pepper, uh, but late pepper. Uh, that's when they, you know, I got the, I got those sides for that maybe you know a few days, maybe mm, less than a week before I had to actually do it. And you know, all I got was, you know, what was it said on the script, and that was yeah. you know pepper, perfectly normal now <laughs> or whatever, and like yeah. normal. What does that mean? Totally. So it was like, so drop everything I've done. Like, you mean like she's not even the same person? And that's exactly what they meant. But I remember being in the makeup trailer. Like, they're doing my makeup so that I can go out on set and do it. And I was literally like, so no gestures, no posture, no voice. No, you know, essentially like, opposite of everything yeah. that I've been and doing. They're they basically like texting Ryan Murphy at right at that moment. Yeah. He's like, correct, correct, correct. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, you know, I'd actually prepared several sort of um, <coughs> evolve peppers. Um, you know, uh, Pepper the. Dalai Lama, mm-hmm. Pepper the uh, scientist, Pepper uh-huh. the, you know, like various sort of p- 
prototypes that might be, that would be this part. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I didn't know who she was. Mm-hmm. I knew Early Pepper. I knew her very well. Yeah. I prepared her. She worked. And I knew it because so, people on set, you yeah. know, gave me that validation. But as far as this, like, you know, alien abducted evolved Pepper, I really, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. I just had to hope. So I'm glad it read. Yeah. No, and it, I mean, it sounds like you played two separate characters, it which did. Right, yeah. completely feeds into your early preparation. I'm mm-hmm. talking about like, you know, Groundlings, like yeah. you said, like character actor. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this person just has has the same name, looks the same, but is com- two completely separate but characters. What's cool is that show, and I know you're not, you don't necessarily watch, but yeah. there's a lot of characters that are like that on that show. Yeah. Um, for people that do watch it, <laughs> uh, Sister Mary Eunice, played by Lily Rabe, also Northwestern alum. Um, uh, she plays this sort of um, super saccharine sweet nun who becomes possessed by the devil. So, you know, we see her, like, flip. Yeah. Um, uh, Sister Jude, uh, played by um, uh, Jessica Lange, has a sort of Madonna horror complex who goes crazy in the asylum. She's the head yeah. of the asylum, and then she winds up in the asylum. Yeah. So I w- that's something he does. He likes to, uh, Ryan, that is, yeah, yeah. sort of turn characters on their heads. They're not necessarily as they seem, yeah. right? The good guys actually, the devil, mm-hmm. you know, the the silly little microcephalic is actually, you know, yeah. super smart. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's something I love about that show and I I aspire to in, you know, future projects. You know what I mean? And in terms of also uh, opening up that lens a little more um, in just general terms of comedy versus drama. I've Mm -hmm. talked about this with a few guests before in that. I feel like nowadays the line just is getting blurrier and blurrier between the two. Mm -hmm. And in watching your footage, you know, there's moments where Pepper's really funny mm-hmm. and then moments where it's the darkest, <laughs> it's it's the darkest and deepest sadness I've ever seen. Right, you know? right, right. And I so, know, yeah. you know, having played that, mm-hmm. how do you feel about this whole, like, this whole idea that literally, like, it's almost like comedy and drama are outdated terms? Right. Well, that's my favorite kind of... That's my favorite genre, right? A dramedy. Yeah. Like, you know, like I, you know, Orange is the New Black is kind of my jam. Like, I know <laughs> that it's now a drama and it was a comedy last year. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel like these terms, just like you said, are kind of outdated. Yeah. Because my favorite comedies are based in super dark, you know, drama. Yeah. And and vice versa. Oh. Uh, and I mean, that's life. You know what I mean? Like. Nothing's Absolutely. all comedy. I don't know. When I watch all, like, just comedies, I mean, listen, I'm an actor. I just want to work. So if anyone's listening <laughs> and does, like, some multicam show with a laugh track, like, I'll still work for you. <laughs> but, um, you know, at the end of the day, I am much more intrigued by... Um, Things with, like, two faces. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's... it's Pepper was for quite a while really like the comedic relief of the show i mean people would i would run into producers in in the hallway and they'd say oh you're hilarious in tonight's (laughs) show and i just thought yikes like it's not a comedy like so thank you yeah uh but you know yeah she was that slight you know that little relief which we so desperately needed i think in the asylum yeah um, I mean, it was such a, it's like why the name game, now you've got to watch the show. I uh, <laughs> well, not, again, not to spoil anything, but Asylum in particular is really dark. Mm-hmm. It's just doom and gloom, like episode one through 13. And then there's this little light in around episode nine, and it's called <laughs> the name game. And it's literally like we're just suddenly like singing and dancing. It's like glee, just sort of like... Yeah. I saw came clips in. of it. You saw clips. Yeah. But it's just bananas because it's like, <laughs> what just happened? Like, they're singing and dancing. What's yeah. going on? But, like, that was so well received. Like, the audience, like, desperately needed that. Yeah. Like, they'd been abducted and pillaged and raped, like, continuously for 
eight weeks prior. So like it was time (laughs) for a little song and dance. And I think, you know, Pepper provided that relief for us. And yet at the end of the day, like I think Pepper's story was the saddest of all, actually. Um, On set, is there any sense of, I'm curious because I've been on a couple (laughs) TV sets and they're crazy. And I'm sure that one is especially crazy. Like you mentioned the texting thing of just like, yep, yes, yes. Like your direct, your de- director's getting text, right? Texted, you know. Um, but is there room for? I, I want to call it camaraderie, but like you, you play a character. You, you guys are playing characters that represent a much bigger picture. Is the marginalized, those who are considered abnormal. Mm-hmm. And is there a sense that you guys are kind of? as actors in a troupe being bound together and fighting for these people who are marginalized. Is there room for that when you're on this huge TV set? And like, you know what I mean? Is it- Not really. I mean, sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to <laughs> no, bum you out. Tr- I-, I think maybe on Freak Show, I felt some of that more. Yeah. Only because a lot of these actors were marginalized. I mean, right. look at just the, the, the actors, um, you know, the freaks playing the freaks. Right. Or, or, right, for lack of a better word. You know what I mean? Freaks in quotes, the, I guess we'll say. Well, the, ac- the freak <laughs> actors playing the f- yeah. us freaks. Um, yeah. I, you know what? They're any- my best friends. So <laughs> I was going to say, was there If any- anybody's going <laughs> to take issue with what I just said, it's them and they won't. So, because yeah. they understand. Yeah. And so if you're like one of these PC people listening right now, just chill out. Okay. Because <laughs> we're good. Um, no, but. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, because it's such an important thing for so many people to watch this show and feel that connection with another, ca- with a character on their TV that's like, that's different. And, and mm-hmm. they're just like, that person's like me. You know, kind of feeling. Yeah, and I think we felt that. Right. Okay. We freaks, and maybe, I mean, I felt that with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I playing Pepper, like I, I, I felt like I was playing a marginalized person, and I would look at them and say, "Wow, like, what's it like not to have legs? How is it having flippers for hands? Like, yeah. you're marginalized. Yeah. You know, and uh, so I definitely." bonded with them maybe they might not have felt that way about me right <laughs> it's a testament to like all the work that goes into these shows and these films all the craziness and everything but at the end of the day how incredible it is the job you guys do of putting up this character that millions literally millions of people can fall in love with you know mm. and and i think that bringing this full circle <coughs> that's what being an actor is mm-hmm. it's not so much being able to act but in all in amidst all the chaos amidst all the craziness of making a tv show you're still able to bring that in the moment when you're getting texts from your director instead of you know yeah i mean it's <laughs> one of the reasons why i've always wanted to do television yeah. i think probably because remember back at the grossman's house where we didn't <laughs> we didn't uh couldn't you know listen to Millie Vanilli or, or watch Wayne's World, you know, I, we, television was like rotted the brain. Yeah. That was a fact. Uh, and so that's why really the only television we watched was like Cosmos with Carl Sagan and <laughs> Sunday morning with Charles Carroll, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but so it's kind of ironic that I grew up, you know, wanting to be on television. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, it's part of the reason why I wanted to be on TV is like, I want to be in people's lives on a weekly basis. Like, I mean, I'm not saying, once again, if you're trying to, <laughs> if you're producing a movie and you want me to be your movie star, like, we'll talk. But, um, you know, television, I, I like the idea of being a part of people's lives yeah. on a weekly basis or with Netflix <laughs> in a, in a bingy way. There was one day. Where I, I don't know if you're familiar with IMDb Pro. Yes, I am. Um, You were number one. <laughs> you were aware of that, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I remember, I remember, this was before I met you. 
But and then I met you, and I was like, oh my god, you were number one. But so, how did that feel? I mean, was it? Um, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, it felt great, and I was, (laughs) I um, uh, you know, it's interesting that whole evolution. It's interesting for me because I care because I, you know, um, because you slugged away. I slugged away. I was, before American Horror Story, like, the week before American Horror Story aired, I think I was, like, 93,000. Like, I was, like, (laughs) barely had a pulse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I was, like, yeah. Uh, And then when American Horror Story aired for the first time, bam, I went from 93,000 to 3,000, which is an insane leap. Yeah. Like, to go... 90,000 points. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. And for people not listening or that aren't familiar, IMDb has this thing called Star Meter and it's basically based on how 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 much how searched it's you like, are. It's like it's like a combination of like trends and clicks and likes and right. there's so many it's So if you're getting everywhere. exactly, but it's however many people are searching you really. Yeah. Um so, you know, uh, obviously, everybody wanted to know who that little freak was yeah. on American Horror Story. Oh, that right. first. Who played Pepper? Bam. Yeah. So I jumped up, and then then the next week was actually even more remarkable. I went from 3,000 to 300. Because 300, now you're that's, among, like, that's the elite. bona fide movie stars. Like, there's like Matt Damon Brangelina. Right there. <laughs> yeah, oh, I've been on top of Matt Damon. I've been on top of everyone. You have? That's what's so beautiful. I always wanted to be on top of Matt Damon, (laughs) and now I have. Um, But, um, yeah. So uh, that was, I want to say, when when Freak Show aired again, well, actually, I wore a super sexy dress to the premiere. Yes. And that had to help. Um, <clears throat> which was, uh, was a pretty strategic move, I must say. <laughs> um, I mean, let's face it. I knew that nobody was going to be looking at me. Like, yeah. come on. On that red carpet, you got the smallest woman in the world. You got the tallest, <laughs> uh, woman in the world. You've got Jessica Lang. Like, nobody's looking at the little bald, <laughs> you know, chick. Uh, but they were because yeah. the little bald chick was also wearing transparent panels on her dress <laughs> so um anyway that was uh uh you know per- even perez helton look- liked it yeah. and that never happens so, uh, so that was the key that was so the key I to the jump i think that was the key i mean <laughs> i don't know like again it's one of those things that you can't it goes back to what we were talking about earlier you can't anticipate these things right. it's not like i could go like oh if i do this but i mean it ended yeah, uh, at the yeah. end. Now looking back, I'm like, yeah, you yeah. know, I could have worn that little, you know, conservative number, or I could have worn this like outrageous dress that everybody was talking about, you know. All right, I guess I got to wear a dress. <laughs> Go and dress. <laughs> nice. No, but um, <clears throat> yeah, my. I mean, I remember. I can't remember exactly how it went, but it it was like I was like. Suddenly, number five for a couple yeah. weeks, and then I was number three. Oh, but I couldn't crack one at first. Like, I was, I kept sort of, like, staying. And, and it was because, you know, something would happen. Like, Renee Zellweger, like, changed her face. <laughs> and it's like, ah, I can't compete with that. Come on. Yeah. I have to change my face? No. Yeah, it wasn't. No. It wasn't worth it. Um, but, yeah, I do remember, you know, they, they update that every Sunday, Sunday night yeah. or Monday morning. So, yeah. I'm not going to lie. There were a couple... Like Sunday nights that turned into Monday mornings, and I like clicked it at like midnight, and then I was like, "Oh, I'm such a freak! Get over it, Naomi." But you know, when you've come from ninety three thousand, yeah, you care. Yeah. Like if if Brangelina is staying up late tonight to like see what their number is tomorrow, like that's kind of sad. Yeah, totally. Like they're, I hope they're over it by now. Probably, I am. <laughs> um, but yeah. Speaking of the big news. Or the big, you mentioned the picture on the red carpet, but um, two weeks ago, you hit the cover of Variety <laughs> getting smooched by Lady Gaga. That was so ridiculous. 
Again, again, you cannot plot these things. Right. You can't be like, I'm going to go out <laughs> and she's going to kiss me. Yeah. How no. The, how, what happened there? So the- weird. I, I mean, I, she was, we were at the same party. Yeah. And Finn Wittrock, who played Dandy in Freak Show, um, introduced me. Uh, uh, and we, she and I spoke for a minute and um and then you know kind of the end of our combo she got up and her dress was huge like it was like <laughs> the size of a sofa you know so it sort of announced her you yeah. know when she stood up and so bam uh, like a million paparazzi like immediately like i think they hadn't even noticed her because she was sort of hidden uh-huh. seated but when she got up bam <laughs> We were like on display, yeah, uh, and and that's when all of a sudden the camera just started like flashing, like epileptic attack, <laughs> and and that's when she posed like yeah. with a kiss. Yeah. I mean, I like I said, I I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> I was just sort of yeah, I know, yeah, that's crazy. It was well, great. Well, congrats, right? Thank yeah. you. That's such a cute pic. Aww, yeah, it was. That was a. <laughs> I, I love that because it's, yeah, like I said, it's totally unmanufactured. You can't be like, yeah. hey, so, I w- okay. They're all going to come here. They're gonna, you're going to kiss me. You're going to kiss me. It, no, I'm going to be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. It doesn't work like that. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people would think like, oh, publicist totally engineered that and like. No, and I think people probably, yeah. Like I, I remember thinking at that moment going, okay. I must see this photo will be somewhere tomorrow. <laughs> there, there's too many cameras flashing. Yeah. You know, I wasn't going to give up my iPhone and be like, Hey, will you get this? <laughs> you know, like I just had to trust that it was out there. Yeah. And so sure enough, the next morning I kind of woke up from my, you know, <laughs> Emmy, uh, the fog. Fog, yes. yes. And, um, and I remember thinking like, I wonder where that is. And I, I just Googled like, Naomi Grossman, Lady Gaga, and bam, <laughs> there it was, like, in a million different places. Yeah. It's everywhere. Is there anything that you want to plug or anything you want to be like, go out, go see me in this? Or, I mean, you're, <laughs> besides American Horror Story, Right, right. You know? um, well, uh, gosh, I, I wish I did. I, um, I recently did a horror movie called Fear, Inc., Nice. Don't know when that'll be out, but go see that. Nice. Uh, when it is out. Uh, <laughs> I also did another horror film called The Chair earlier in the year. Don't know what kind of distribution that's going to get. So maybe rent that one. <laughs> uh, and then um, I'm doing a zombie um, later on in the year. So, um, yeah, you so know, you got stuff I got some up. stuff going on. That's great. It's kind of nice, you know. Work begets work. Work so. begets work. Totally. Yeah, and if not, it's fine. I'll I'll get myself work. Right. <laughs> right. I'll write it myself. There's another one person show waiting to be. Had. Oh yeah. Well, I hey. hope this was enjoyable for you. It was. Yeah. Are you That's kidding? A- I mean, I'm an actor, <laughs> getting a, a a captive audience. Yeah. Uh, a full hour to just talk about myself. I mean, it's really. It's all I've ever dreamt of. Nice. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Congratulations on everything. Thank you. Break a leg on everything in your future. And I hope to see you again soon. And the very last order of business is the sign off. Okay. So. Are we going to do it together? No. You're on your own. Oh, I'm all by myself. You're on your own. You're signing the episode off. Okay. You're listening to Sidekick Back Radio. That was terrible. Can you believe I went to Northwestern? <laughs> You're listening to Sidekick Back Radio. Watcha! That was better.